I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the trunk. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Yano's the Christmas episode. We are live last time down here at Moots on Library Street in the heart of Detroit. Um, stop by for a slice or a whole pie. You won't be disappointed. I'm Jordan Hall, joined once again by Alex Urban. Alex, thanks for heading down to, to the D and hanging out with me. Jordan, thanks again for having me. So, Alex, it is obviously the holiday season. You can hear um, Little Drummer Boy or whatever it is on the radio here at Moots. Are you, are you a big Christmas guy? I am a big Christmas guy. Uh, I am definitely in the spirit this year. Wow. Ready for Christmas. You know, putting up the, the decorations around the house. I'm ready to go. Anything outside? Nothing outside. I've been trying to convince someone that I live with to allow me to put those uh, animated deer. But, oh, uh, now we're talking. Not, she's not going I am for 100% it. in on that idea. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping trying, but uh, I haven't made any progress on that. Can you, I'm sure you can find them at Menards. It'd be 11% off. Oh, I can find them. It's just I'm not allowed to have them. <laughs> Are you worried that they would attract real friends? Yeah, maybe. Actually, that'd probably know, be a good thing. Maybe other deer in the neighborhood might come around. Yeah, um, as long as they don't bring the turkeys in the yard, you're fine. I'm told by <laughs> Eric that turkeys in the yard are a real problem. <laughs> Uh, I will say, when I was growing up, people had them in their yards, and uh, some hooligans put them in very precarious positions, so don't <laughs> want that to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, do you live in a, in a family neighborhood or more of a hooligan neighborhood? I'd say more of a family neighborhood, so we might be okay. Either that or there'll be some, some children seeing some things for the first time. <laughs> um, said that you're, you're a Christmas movie, but not a, not a Hallmark movie guy. No, I mean, I, I like A Christmas Story. Uh, I am a big elk guy. And uh, underrated Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But no, I, you know, the Netflix movies, A Christmas Prince, not, not, my, not my thing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that a, much more later. I'm a, I'm a very big Home Alone guy. Mm-hmm. Asked you to, to also think about maybe ranking some of the, the, the Home Alone pranks. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, are you a Christmas guy? I am. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I feel like as a, as a kid, I was more so. Now it's more just, you know, you celebrate the seasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Family and food. Yeah. I, I do like Christmas music. Are you more of a traditional or are you in, in sync Christmas mm. or 
even that's a, that's even more question. recent than that. I'll say a traditional guy. Um, you can get down with some NSYNC or some Backstreet Christmas, you know. <laughs> Never heard anybody. Yeah, Andy Williams. That's that's my guy. Well, I feel like you're kind of naturally uh, predisposed to like whatever you heard as a kid, yep. and that was what my grandma always had on. So like that, when I think Christmas music, like think think a dub. I think uh, as the kids you know them. Whitney Houston is at the perfect temperature. You know she's been defrosting since so about Thanksgiving. Right? True. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, always, that's always the joke around Christmas time. It's also oh, Buble, same same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to love this time of year. Royalties through the roof. Anyway, <laughs> as always, the podcast Giannis was presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar, the Motor City's only authentic New York pizzeria, a staple in the Detroit pizza scene, among the best of the best we have to offer here in the Motor City. Some of our favorites are the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, the Bee Sting, which is what I had. Um, and, of course, the world-famous garlic knots also, of which we had. Uh, they have some great killer uh, wine and wells drinks as well and a great beer selection. We also wanted to mention they have a Christmas cocktail, the Grinch, the which Grinch. you have coming. Tell us a little bit about it. I have no idea what's in it. All I know oh, okay. is it's green, uh, and uh, I can't wait to try it. It's very green. I've yep. seen a photo. You'll have, to, you'll have to give us an update when you get Not it. Um, so stop in with friends for a few pies or grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit mootspizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they offer two hours of validated parking in the Z-Lot. Tell them that Jordan, Alex, and Eric sent you. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. All right, so let's get into some baseball. We'll move back to Christmas at some point in the near future. But baseball, um, let's put off talking about labor because that's a whole different thing. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's, talk, let's start with the exciting news. We actually signed somebody. We actually signed two people and traded for one. Let's start with the big one. He wasn't Carlos Correa, but we did sign Javi Baez. He's here, number 28. Yeah. So I feel like the best way for me to think about this one is I have two friends. Two of my best friends are Cubs fans. One loves Javi Baez, probably his favorite player. The other despises him. I think that that is what we are going to be in for. Um, To be fair, the guy that despises him is the oldest person I know, my age oldest person i know um you know strikes out a lot from what i hear he has stretches where he will absolutely murder everything for three weeks on end and then won't be able to hit anything for three weeks on end cool interesting it reminds me a little bit about justin upton the first year that the tigers yeah. signed him you know he had some really hot and really cold that's actually a very interesting comparison um i am Whelmed by this signing, Jordan. Very whelmed. Perfectly whelmed. That's a that's yeah. an interesting way of putting it. I was, uh, you know, discouraged when they first announced that they were talking to him, and I thought it was a little bit of a smokescreen for Korea. I did too. There I was, was hoping that was the case. Hope so. There were some reports that Korea didn't actually want to come to Detroit for a certain number. Who knows if those reports are true? They land on Javier Baez, so I'll say I'm thrilled that they actually signed someone. They didn't go into the lockout uh, with Zach Short and Ryan Kreidler as their de facto starting shortstops. But um, he was at the bottom of my list, Javi Baez, and, you know, it's a lot of red flags for me. Yep. It seems like they had three steps forward with hiring all these analytical minds, and then you, you bring in a player who, you know, the analytics don't look great in terms of the OBP, the strikeout rate. All right, here's, here's the Grinch. That is very green. Stole Christmas. Thank you very much. Hmm. All right, first step here. 
delicious. Is it? All right. It doesn't taste Christmassy, but it's very good. Is it? <laughs> Can you tell what, what type of alcohols are in it? I think it's peach schnapps. Peach schnapps. Let's see. It is actually on the menu here. Rum, peach schnapps, pineapple, and orange juice garnished with a cherry. Hmm. I didn't Quite. know that your your booze palate was so refined to be able to just pick out a schnapps. <laughs> Quite refreshing, yeah. But yeah, to get back to your point, I think it was a very um, interesting signing. Uh, I believe our beloved President Joe Biden frequently says, don't compare me to the Almighty, compare me to the alternative. Mm. And when you look at who he will be starting over at shortstop, you know, your boy Zach Schwartz, he is a significantly better player than that. Yes, and that's why I, I'm not upset about the signing. It's refreshing that, you know, I don't, I'm sure we'll talk about the Rodriguez signing, but they're showing me that they're paying attention. Um, yeah. While they didn't make as big of a splash as I would have liked, he is by and far any better than anything that they currently have or have in the system. He's going to be an electric player. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be infuriating to watch at times. Yes. but. They, he is the best player on the roster, um, and that's that's the positive as it all, right? Yeah. The negatives, you know, how is he going to age? The bat speed, you know, is is what are the strikeout numbers going to look like? And is he someone that you're going to put in the heart of your lineup on a championship caliber team? I don't think so, but who knows if they're done yet? Yes, I mean that that is one thing that I feel like there have been still, and I don't know if it's wishful thinking, but people have still kind of are linking them to Correa. I don't think that we're going to spend big money twice. Um, but I think that there is a chance that when we are good, he is a very serviceable, like, six-hitter. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I that, totally agree. That obviously, you know, makes torque. You know, he, he has to produce in the, middle of the, in the middle of the order, and same with Riley Green. But if we can have him be a very good number six-hitter, play a least passable shortstop, I mean, he's not, he's not a foundational piece like we were hoping for. But I think he could be a very useful piece. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's going to be the shortstop of the future. You know, the opt-out, I don't foresee him outperforming the contract. I, I think was, so. I was not upset with the contract number. Yeah, um, I don't yeah think that they... is, that's one thing that people – like, Tiger Twitter was fairly pissed about this, which is fair play. Like, for better or worse, we had convinced us ourselves that we were going to sign Correa. I think what did it for me was the breakfast with A.J. Hinch. When I saw that, I'm like – it's happening. It's the you know the the office gift where everyone's going nuts. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting him, and then we didn't. It was just like a, a first date that you never get called again. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was just it broke. You know, you I really thought it was happening, and I was like, you know, maybe the deal will get announced that day. But um, so, do you think it was AJ that he didn't call back, or us as fans? I us, us as fans, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I think he's still seeing AJ on the side. Yeah, I think so too. Um, <laughs> and and to your point, you know, he hasn't yet signed. So in my wildest dreams, Chris Illich, you know, acts like his dad and ponies up that the money. Would be and, so nice. You know, you put Javi at second, Carlos at short, and you're looking at probably the playoffs next year. But yeah, um, put scope at first. Like that's that's a good lineup. I do think, but it's not gonna happen. No, I think Korea <laughs> ends up with one of the new the New York teams. I do too, unfortunately. Um, so we talked. You mentioned Ryan Creedler. For some reason, he has shot up a lot of boards. People are like, he's the shortstop. I don't know exactly what everyone has seen in him that indicates that, but it would be nice. He he was a fast riser in the system last year. Um, I think he earned all of the promotions that he got, but he is not, in my mind, 
someone that's going to be a foundational piece. Yeah. I think he could be a nice utility man. Or Here's my biggest thing for Ryan Greidler. Go get it, right? Like, yeah. go, go make the Javi Baez signing looks foolish. Yeah. You know, go claim the shortstop. But other than that, I, I don't see it's it. It's not like there won't be at-bats to be seized if he is able to seize them. Whether it's at shortstop or somewhere else. He'll he'll find his way into the lineup if he's good enough. Yeah. I, I still, my hard and fast thing with him is he tops out as like a 4A player. Yeah. And it's not like we don't lack um, additional utility pieces, yes. considering we've played basically nothing but utility pieces for the last five years right? at, at every position. All right, let's move on to pitching. Big news here. I, I love the Eduardo Rodriguez signing. Um, I was hoping for either him or John Gray. I mean, we've got one of the two of them. The, no, no complaints there. Um, I feel like there's kind of this new shift in baseball where, like, you don't need an ace. You just need a lot of good arms. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of good arms. Like I, I think that was a an analytical move. We were never going to go sign like the the big money Max or whoever, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but we the rotation is deep right now. Like with with Eddie, I've heard people call him Eddie Aces. I like that. I like it a lot. I don't know if that's actually what people call him, but I'm I'm willing to get that started. So Eddie Aces, and you got the three youngsters. And I think right now Tyler Alexander, but I'm sure they'll bring back a Willie or, or someone else like that to compete for number five. I mean, that's a deep, talented, exciting rotation. I was a big, big fan of that signing, more than the Baez signing. Yeah. Um, I think they just, you know, they, they struck while the iron was hot, really before the market got going. Yeah. Um, and I think he is in a position to bloom. You look at the numbers that he had in Boston, I think so much of that is he got bapped to death. Um, he didn't have the defense behind him and, you know, having Baez at, at short and, uh, you know. The it's also a low-key hard place to uh, to pitch, too. Like yeah, it's, it's a fairly small ballpark. Yeah, Can- Candelario at third, um, Scope at second, and then, I, you know, whoever at first. That's that's an improved defense. So yeah. I, think his, I think he's entering his prime, and the contract was well worth it, in my opinion. The only thing I worry about him is the injury concerns. Like, sure. he hasn't been the most durable guy in the world, but when he pitches, he's, he's very good. Yeah. Um, this is the one I've been waiting to get to. Traded for Tucker Barnhart. You were on the let's go trade for a catcher train last time we were here. It wasn't the guy you picked, but I kind of like it. Tuck coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I can steal that from Michigan State. Um, I, I was a big, big fan of the trade. He is not, you know, by any means a world beater, but the, the, a great pitch framer. Yeah. Um, a great defensive catcher. It seems like a great clubhouse guy, and he can he can hit enough to, you know, hold his weight in the lineup. So, Match him with Eric Haas, and then, you know, the following season you got Jake Rogers coming back. I love the move. Definitely, yeah. He is that. So I feel like I've wanted to jump in. He's the pudge from, you know, I I mean, let's let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves. He is not Pudge Rodriguez. But I think he could have that same, like, galvanizing effect that he did with, you know, Mags and Guy and all those guys, like, the first time kind of – the leadership to turn these guys into a, a unit that can win. I was I was really happy about that. Granted, he'll hit eighth. He's not going to hit in the middle of the lineup like Pudge did. Yep. But I agree. I think he's going to hit enough to make the defensive stuff stand out. And right now, like, I mean, how many good hitting catchers are there? Like, if you find somebody that can be worth their weight behind the, behind the dish, kind of doesn't really matter what they do at it anymore. I, t- I can, couldn't agree more. Um, it's not a position that I look for for in- – incredible offensive value by any means and I think that they're at a pivotal point in the organization right now where they need someone who can manage the staff 
and that is more important than you know yeah, hitting bombs, sure. right? Like he needs to kind of coach those kids to make the transition or start the transition from being throwers to pitchers and everything that I've read about him and heard about him and he's the guy to do that and he seems excited to be here and I, I love that you know because not all players want to come to Detroit um, you know go back to the rumor Carlos Correa didn't you know I don't know if it's true I heard they offered him around 33 million a year and it wasn't enough for him to sign here yeah whether that's true or not but you know it, it kind of riles me up as a Detroit sports fan that says okay fine you don't want to be here yeah whatever I would prefer to think that it was money related than team related Hope so I don't yeah. know if that's go with true that. or not yeah. but that's what I would prefer to think yeah um and with with Tucker Barnhart like we still have Eric Haas kicking around like you don't want him behind the plate very often he's not a particularly great defensive catcher but he is still a viable option he's not victor martinez back there or something like <laughs> and he's got the thump in the bat so they kind of offset and yeah I, I like that platoon and then you know kind of like we talked about in the last episode you can move eric haas around yeah you know outfield uh you know dh wherever you want to put yeah. him like i worry that there is regression coming for him in a big way yeah. but i'm willing to i'm willing to let it happen See how much more of that flash we can keep in the pan. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we, I would say the outfield is more or less set. Honestly, the infield. What do you think is left on the to-do list, barring uh, labor, you know, interference? I still want a, another starting pitcher, an established starting pitcher. Um, so the light, let the starting rotation right now. Rodriguez, I'd say opening day starter. Probably, yeah. Probably, Mize. Scooble, Manning, and then Tyler Alexander for number five. You know, Matt Boyd just let him go, yeah. which is an interesting move. I is a move that I agree with. You know, wish him the best of luck. Great guy, but <laughs> that is one hundred percent of the time when somebody talks about Matt Boyd leaving, the next phrase is "great guy," but which I mean, he is. But yeah, when when that is the next thing that people talk about you, probably doesn't bode super well for your pitching career. If he doesn't stick somewhere, I hope they go after a minor league signing. I think you know he'll get a major league yeah. deal somewhere. And he's been good enough to do that. Yeah, but um, but I I would like them to go after somebody else, whether they swing a trade or you know sign one of. The, might I say the Justin Verlander deal is not inked, from what Ooh, I understand. There's a lot of time for that to fall apart mm-hmm. between now and whenever that deal gets yeah. done. And whether it's the Tigers offering him 25 million for one year, that's pretty steep, but. And hey, uh, my money. I'd that's right. Sure, do it. I bought enough hot and ready's in my lifetime <laughs> yeah. to make it worth it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to see them sign another relief arm. I don't know that it's necessarily going to happen. And there are, like, obviously a starter is more important than that. But, like, if we're starting to go for it, there's a nice foundation in the bullpen. One more, like, really good piece could go a long way, especially if they're able to move Tyler Alexander to the bullpen. Like, I really like him in that role. Kind of that multiple inning firefighter guy. Um, the Blaine Hardy role, obviously. Always, always, forever in my heart will always be the Blaine Hardy role. And while we're at it, we might as well bring him back. Uh, why not? I think he's a free agent, too. Like I, I'd be all for it. Just go get him. Yeah, I, He was an unsung hero here. I think, like, you know, I, without knowing his numbers off the top of my head, it seemed like he came in and he never really was the gas can where he blew up. Yeah, definitely. And he had a little bit of a run in the rotation. Yeah. I was I, I really like Blaine Hardy, that whole experience. And and to your, your general point, I am always a fan of bringing in more bullpen arms yes. because, you know, water is going to find its level during the season. You're going to have some guys that fall off, some guys that get sent down. Yeah. Um, 
have more to choose from, you know, because you're going to have some regression in the Kyle Funkhausers of the world and some of those, you know. And honestly, probably Tyler, too. Like, I don't think he was as good as he – I don't think he is as good as he's been. But he's borderline pushing – as I say this, I'm talking myself out of that statement. He's borderline pushing two full years of being a pretty effective big league starter. So maybe he actually just is that good. Fingers crossed. I, I think he's a starter on the Detroit Tigers – and a wrong, long relief arm on any contending team. Yeah. yeah and Fair that, to say? Yeah, definitely. And that truly is the transition we need to make, is thinking of ourselves and our roster in terms of, like, we're actually good enough to win now. Are these guys good enough to be in that role? Yeah. So I think that's going to be the transition. And I, AJ has already started that. It's like – I trust AJ to get guys in that mind frame. I mean, we grossly overperformed what we should have done this past year, and that we discussed this at length. I put a lot of that down to AJ. And in that same vein, I feel like I have more hope for the minor league, like, bit part guys that they bring in now than I ever have in the past. Um, you know, Fetter has turned guys like Willie Peralta into contributors. Um I mean, no, nobody on the offensive line comes to mind right now, but, like, I trust AJ to identify, like, oh, yeah, that guy conceivably could help out. Let's bring him in. Like, I don't know. I have more faith in the small moves that we're probably still going to fill the roster with from here to the end of the year than I ever have in the past, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely does make sense. And I think the devil is in the details. Those are the kind yeah. of moves you have to nail, right? Yeah, Because definitely. we, we kind of have a, a general understanding – barring a big regression what we're going to get from Jaber Candelario and we kind of know what Miguel Cabrera is at this stage in his career and you know maybe project hopefully Javi Baez uh, but some of those sm- you know what is Akil Badu how is yeah. he going to come back that'll next be a, year? that'll be a, a, a big key to the season Robbie Grossman is he gonna you know continued that sustained high OVP you know there's there are some interesting question marks coming into this year and, th- and those are the moves that I really they need to pan out for this organization to take that next step all right, so as things stand, how many wins what, what kind of what kind of win total you think we're looking at for next year? I'm looking at 85 wins, I think. Yeah, I I mean that would that would be an awesome season. Battling for the second wild card spot. If they get one, I'll be thrilled. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, put my chips down on it, but I think they'll be in the hunt. I mean that that would be an awesome summer. Like that would be that would be so much. Yourself? Fun. Your prediction? Uh, honestly, I was thinking, so what would, like, 81, is that 500? Uh, 82 and 82, I think, right? 164 games, 162 games, 81, <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know. We are not is. mathematicians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, a 500 season would be awesome, but like you say, in that race, that would make this, I mean, that would make the summer just take it up a notch. It's been a long time. I, I can't wait to go back down to the ballpark this year and have that energy back that, you know, you're expecting them to win every time you go down there. Right. Yeah, there's there's something different. Like, going to a game is always an enjoyable experience. But when the result actually matters and you're like, oh, this hit, like, it could go towards us making the play- playoffs or whatever. Like, it, it is just a whole other experience. And I mean, how many years has it been since we've had a big game at Comerica Park, yeah, right? for real. Like, for the past five years, I've been going downtown to the ballpark with my buddies because you can get tickets for $7. Yeah. And you know, which, it's which just its, something to has do. Has its own, you know, high points too. Yeah, but it's it's a surprise if they pull off the win. But you're kind of expecting them to get, you know, yeah. their their teeth kicked in by the likes of any other team in the league. But yeah. no, it's it's time to go down to the ballpark and expecting a win, and and you know, pick and choose which games you want to go to because 
it could has potential to be a big game. Yeah. All right. Let's. Ju- the cloud over the season is this whole labor shortage. Uh, labor shortage. I'm getting the <laughs> politics creeping in there. The labor stoppage. Um, I, I don't. I speaking for myself. I am far from an economist. Uh, do you have any any specific hot takes when it comes to the to the shutdown? It's 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 really interesting. I always take the side of the players because it's billionaires versus millionaires. Yeah. But I also think you know you look at how long people are in the minor leagues before they can really start the arbitration process. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet the other day where a player he didn't hit free agency for one reason or another until he was thirty five years old. So that's where I kind of think the negotiations shouldn't just be thought about like Mike Trout versus the billionaire owner of the Angels. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's the minor league kids that have to work at the supermarket during the offseason just to get by. Yeah. You know, and they're fighting for housing. And there's so many complex issues um, and people just boil it down to billionaires versus millionaires, yeah. which I don't which, think I mean, is that's, fair at all. That's what we do in every issue is uh, right. make it as black and white cut and dry like yeah it's not surprising but yeah that's that's actually a really good point like it's not all not everyone is making 40 million dollars a year like carlos correa will be (laughs) no specific reason i name him i guess my hot take is i don't anticipate that the season will have to be moved at all okay they're gonna they're gonna lock it up before um or open the lock i should say before the season starts uh, and Rob Manfred, I know you're a big fan of the show. You better get this figured out because yeah. opening day is on a Friday this year. Oh. And uh, after a two-year hiatus, I'm yeah. ready to get my grill on. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. My hot take, is, I, I actually agree. I, I don't think that they're, like, coming out of COVID, baseball's, like, it's a little bit on the up, at least as far as in our era. Like, I feel like there is a little bit of goodwill towards baseball. This would just maybe kill it permanently kill if, all the momentum if we if we lost the any part of the season um but i feel like i'm just assuming there will be a season it'll go on as normal spring training whatever and if not i'll leave the disappointment to future jordan like that dude's a sucker he'll he'll figure out a way <laughs> a way to deal with it um i'm just gonna be optimistic and be buzzing about eduardo rodriguez all all winter and you know if we miss that's that's his problem <laughs> I agree. Well, hopefully, you know, here's to it not lasting too much longer. Uh, it just started, but I, the, the quicker it's over, the better. Because I get excited because there's nothing to do in December for the winter meetings and yeah, you know, the Rule Five draft. As much of a crapshoot as that is, but you know, a kill Badu, he you know gets you excited about that kind of stuff. I feel like the the Rule Five draft. I'm like prepping for that i'm always more familiar with the guys that weren't good enough to make the 40 man than like some of the guys like prospects that are like because they're not eligible so you don't you know go see go through the list of top available 40 man or um, rule five picks i think we talked about this last time it's like every year we have a couple guys that i'm just like how you know the tigers have to have this guy he's gonna be a contributor right away yeah it'd be foolish to not take them that's the guy that gets returned in like may to the original team and (laughs) it's very humbling yeah definitely i feel like that speaks to like we think that we you speaking of us tiger twitter etc we think that we're so smart and then we are on the same level there's a whole other level that when you're doing it professionally like i'm not saying al's a genius but you know he is he is a professional at this yeah at least, at least marginally so. Partially, yeah. All right, let's jump back to Christmas. Enough baseball, enough serious. If I may, I realize I had a huge gaffe earlier when I said um, 
Who did I say? Def- the defrosting joke. I meant Mariah Carey, not Whitney Houston. Oh. Which is so horrible. I just. <laughs> with what I actually said. So I don't know too much about pop culture. I just I just rolled with it. it. It was just a very like dumb Twitter joke that I tried to make that turned very dark very quickly. So my apologies. Oh, yeah, she's dead, isn't she? Yikes. Yikes. We'll edit this out. Maybe just cut that just, out. Just, just kidding. <laughs> Leaving it all in. <laughs> all right. So let's. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So you you mentioned that you liked uh, Christmas Story. How do you feel about the Tim Allen movies? I love the Tim Allen movies. Um, you what, know, you, you got to support Tim a Michigan there. Yeah. 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 I don't think so, Tim. Um, uh, trying to think. Elf? I am an Elf fan. Yep. Um, All right. And and obviously the, the king of, of Christmas movies are the Home Alones. Yes. Um, Your so, favorite, right? Correct? Definitely my favorite. Okay. So I I've, I've say this. I feel like I end up saying this every every show, but movies are too long. All of them. So I almost never end up watching full movies. The Home Alone, honestly, of all the movies in the world, I've probably seen those two more than any others. Wow. Just because, you know, you, you watch it once a year. There's probably no other movie that you watch once a year. I'm sure there are for other people, but not, not for me. Um, so, thought that it, in lieu of Eric uh, being here, that we could each kind of talk about some of our favorite... I use the word prank... I'm not sure that Harry and Marv would refer to what Kevin did to them as pranks. Um, pain inflictions, I guess, might be a, a better way of, of discussing this. Mischievous you, acts. Yeah. Do, do you have any, any personal favorites? Ooh. Um, definitely the hot rope. If you can remember when the uh, rope was doused in kerosene and they're you know kind of slipping down the house and then uh, Kev lights it on fire and you know they try to climb it up and then they fall down. Uh, yes, that's definitely. That's um, so. Let's see. I let me, let me pull it up. Um, so the like the I think maybe the first one of the first movie, Kevin like sticks his BB gun out the like doggy door and shoots Harry right in the nuts. Like that is just classic. What would you call that? Physical comedy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could see it coming. It's, yeah, it's everybody loves a good nutshot joke. Yeah. I mean, America's Funniest Home Videos has a whole compilation of it, right? Yeah. Baseball bats and things like that. <laughs> what does it say about us? <laughs> not sure I want to know, actually. Just to... Um, another one of mine, probably 
if not my favorite up there is the uh, hot doorknob with the M because it's in the first movie, but then in the second movie, he holds his hand up. Yeah, there's a callback to it. Mm -hmm. There is some excellent storytelling in that. I like the, in the first movie, they he like throws the paint cans down and in the second movie, they like figure it out until the like big one yeah. that they take. Like, I don't know. I think there's, there's, it's a cool like progression as I, much as a kid's movie can have cool progressions as a kid i i would laugh at every time any of those guys got knocked down and as an adult i'm just like how do you get back up from half this and stuff, why do you, know? you get back up yeah. like at what point is i mean they're not robbing anymore like either in like the second movie they're just trying to like it also makes you wonder like what happens if they do catch him it's the dark side that they don't <laughs> want you to go down um a couple others i have in the first one he, uh, I always get which is Harry and which is Marv. Harry is the shorter one, right? Yep, yep. So he ends up with like sticky stuff, and then he blows the feathers on him. Yes. Um, and they says they meet up, and he says, "Why'd you take your shoes off?" And he goes, "Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken?" <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the best lines from the entire movie. Um, and the other one I have is in the second one when Kevin's up top, and he keeps throwing the bricks down, and they hit. Yes. Um, that one is Marv in the face. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because Harry can dodge them. Yeah. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moot's Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me. I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gamelli Pasta, and that chocolate lava cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. Yeah, so anyway, those Great are movies. Yeah. Um honorable mention the hot hat, Harry. What is, you know. Those are it's all so good. Well, Alex, thank you so much for meeting me downtown. Uh it's been a, it's been a great season. Been four or five different episodes we've had you on and uh basic I think you're probably the second most uh, common co-host at this point. I always have a really, really good time doing this, Jordan. Thank you so much for having Definitely. me. Definitely. And, uh, and uh, once again, a huge shout-out to Moots Pizza, our, our sponsor in downtown Detroit. Uh, get downtown. Get yourself, if you're a, if you're just walking around, get a slice. If not, just pop in for a full pie. And definitely, obviously, get the, the garlic knots as well. Um, I don't know that I have much else. We will catch you guys in the new year. Go Tigers. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 